Blue Hope worship team, if you could make your way to the altar, please. Hey, good morning, New Hope. If we want to make our way back to our seats, see, it got me today, too. Well, good thing, because nobody was listening anyway. We'll start this again. Good morning, New Hope. So good to see you guys. If you want to make your way back to your seats, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get ready to start off this Holy Ghost party. So glad that you guys are here today. Uh, it, it's going to be a great day. We're going to have a wonderful service today. I know that I have a, a word that God has put on my heart and I was getting excited. I was preaching myself happy in my own office. So 
I think that it's going to build you up and it's going to encourage you for anything that you're going to be that you're going to be facing in the next coming week. But before we get to them, before we get into our praise and worship, uh, if you didn't get a bulletin, there should be some back there. I'd encourage you to just grab one on the way out because it has all the things that are going on uh, in the current week. But um, we have a new a new thing that's starting. If you were at our men's breakfast on Saturday morning, we have a new men's group that's going to start on Tuesday nights. It's going to start at 6.30, and it's going to be right behind here at the Bridge Transitional Home. It's going to be right here. The address is 818 6th Street. If you went here and made a corner, it's going to be in there. Just pull up. There's going to be somebody there to kind of greet you at the door and, and get you in there, and, and it's going to be a powerful time. And I really think that, you know, at, uh, it's, it's really time for men to begin standing up and take their rightful place and be the men and be the leaders that God called us to be. Amen? It, it's, it, the time is over where, like, it's like we have a bunch of men that their wives got to drag them to church and their wives got to yell at them about not drinking too much and being lazy and everything else, right? The men need to step up and become the leaders that God has called them to be. So I encourage you to come to that um, on Tuesday night, uh, 6.30, right here at uh, the Bridge Transitional Home. It's 8186 Street. It's directly behind the church. Um, also, in addition, we are having an interest meeting for the the philadelphia missions trip we're taking a group of us we're going to go to philadelphia we're going to be partnering with the philadelphia dream center and we're going to be bringing the gospel of jesus christ and we're going to be bringing kind of our new hope thing we're going to be bringing that uh to from, from pittsburgh to philadelphia so that's going to be in the middle of summer uh june 24th to the 28th is the days that we're looking it's going to be a monday to friday so if you're interested in that, we're going to have an interest meeting. Um, I don't, did we even talk about where we're having it yet? Should we do it over here in the green room? All right, so we're going to do, so if you're interested in the meeting that we just planned and made arrangements for right now, um, just, we're going to have it in the schoolhouse building. So the green room is if you go down here you walk up their schoolhouse steps it's the first door on the right it's going to be about 30 minutes after service about 30 minutes after service ends we're going to have that meeting so if you think you might be interested if you want to know more that'll be the meeting that uh for you to attend and um it, it'll be a great time uh in the lord and, and we always grow right the bible says that we need to preach the gospel right just in our own area among our own family but then that should grow and that should go out and and this is a time for us to detach from everything that we normally do and take the gospel to a place that really needs it um you know it, it's it's good to go on missions trips overseas i think that's good but i know that that our heart here at new hope is really for for urban urban missions amen so if you guys want to rise to your feet we're going to praise the Lord today, and as I was praying with the worship team, 
I'm believing that no matter what storm that you guys are walking through, if there's anything that you're struggling with, if there's anything that you just don't know how to get past it, the secret to that is to praise the Lord like your breakthrough already happened. So even though I'm looking around and I'm seeing this thing happening over here and I'm like, oh Lord, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. What if God intervened and broke that thing? What if God intervened and did a miracle in your life and you no longer had to, had to live with that thing anymore? That's the way that you need to praise Him. That's called warfare praise. When I begin to praise Him for the breakthrough that is going to happen, and not saying it's, it's wrong that, to be thankful for everything that God's done in our life, but, but, but I want you to go in the future because the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight and I want you to look forward and see that victory and raise our hands to the Lord that's able to bring us the yes. victory amen? amen amen let's just very quickly let's lift our hands to heaven heavenly father I come to you in Jesus name Lord I pray that you would just fill this room fill this room with your presence fill this room with your spirit Lord I, I thank you that you are here among us Lord and so Lord I just just do what you do. Heal the broken heart. Strengthen the weak. Let, let the weak say that I am strong. Let the poor say that, that I am rich. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, that you are still involved in your people, that you're still moving, that you're still changing things, that you're doing breakthrough, Lord. That, and I thank you, Lord, that we have the, the greatest days are yet to come for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody shout amen.
nursery workers. Lead our children in the ways of the Lord. We're going to continue in our worship today as we take today's offering. So if the ushers want to make their way forward. Anybody know like what an angel investor is? Did you ever hear that term, angel investor? No? You ever saw like that show like Shark Tank where them guys like pitch an idea and you know you got these sort of rich guys that are this panel and and you know they listen to the person's idea and usually these people that they have these business ideas are usually like not bankable so they have to find an angel investor who is like a wealthy person that will agree to invest in their company and so they invest basically in the idea and the person and because of that they get ownership in the company and if it goes good they get an amazing you know return and I think a lot of people are attracted to that because they say oh look at all the the money that that we could make but when we invest our money in the kingdom it's not for a return of investment it's for souls amen and so with that same enthusiasm that you know that that we would give as an angel investor we should say you know what I believe in the vision of new hope I believe in the way that things are going and and, and I want to give to that and I believe in that and I believe where God is taking this church and this ministry because we are just scratching the surface of what God's gonna do here and we get to be a part of it they do it for ownership in businesses right and and I, I like first Corinthians 9 25 it says they do it for a perishable crown but we do it for an imperishable crown amen that's why we invest for an imperishable we we invest for an eternal impact if you'd like to give electronically there's a QR code on your bulletin maybe they have it up on the screen you can text to give uh, as well Lord we just thank you for uh, everything that that you've done in this church Lord we thank you that you've always been our provider Lord, so I just pray that you would bless uh, each person as they give today, Lord, that you would bless, that you would multiply everything that they would give 30, 60, 100 fold in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Round in February, we've had a, a, such a mild winter. It's really good. I hope it continues. I know that, you know, people are talking about global warming being a big problem, but I kind of like it, amen? I like it. I don't like being cold. I don't like shoveling snow. I don't like doing any of that. So it's definitely uh, been warmer. It's been mild. We had a great week. Um, it doesn't look like next week's going to be too bad um, either, but um, let's get into this message. This is the second uh, message that I preached and we started a series last week called kingdom faith kingdom faith and when a lot of people say that like when they want to talk about faith or they think about faith they do it in the sense of you know what faith are you of like in other words like are you in the Buddhist faith are you is Islamic faith are you a Christian or Maybe they even might talk about faith in the sense of what denomination are you? You know, I'm Presbyterian, I'm Baptist, I'm Methodist. You know, that, that's one way that people kind of uh, categorize that word faith. And that's one thing that they think of when they 
they hear the word faith, but, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about a, a different thing. I'm talking about applying our faith, the faith that we have, the faith that, that God gives us. I'm talking about taking our faith and applying it to the promises of God. And when we do that, it changes the way that we live. When we live by this type of faith, then we live a life of purpose. We live a life of power. We live a life of peace. We live a, a life of prosperity. We live a life of adventure. It's what Jesus called the abundant life. And we access it by, by faith. And so um, to teach these faith principles uh, for the next few weeks, we're going to be using the, the life of Abraham as an example and um, Abraham really shows how faith works and Isaiah 51 is kind of the scripture that that sets the theme here Isaiah 51 1 and 2 it says listen to me you who follow after righteousness you who seek the Lord look to the rock from which you were hewn I hate that word I can't say it right but I'm gonna give it a shot and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug Look to Abraham, your father, and Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone, and I blessed him and increased him. So Abraham becomes the example of sort of a kingdom man that, that, that God puts uh, his, his blessing on. And what can happen through one person's life who's blessed by God. Uh, Abraham was called by God, and he was called to a whole new life God spoke to him by himself and, and God called him alone but God blessed and, and increased him when God calls us he calls us out of our old life but he also calls us into something new he calls us into a new life we we leave the past behind we begin to pursue the promises of God and because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, when we enter into this new life, there's a blessing that, that's placed on our life because of Jesus. And that blessing leads us to increase. The kingdom of God is built on increase. Amen? And, and the increase isn't just about uh, having nice clothes or, or having... A, a nice car it's it, it's about God giving us the ability and the resources to expand his kingdom we just get to be a vessel we get to to play a part in it and what gives us the ability to to increase is something called the blessing and that's what I want to speak about today I want to speak about faith in the blessing of God somebody say I'm blessed and maybe some of you didn't want to say it, but you know what? If you're not blessed, guess what? You're cursed. Amen? There's no middle ground. I'm either blessed, I'm either under the blessing, or I'm under the curse. When man fell, the world and man was placed under a curse. But, but, but in Jesus, the curse is broken off of my life, broken off of my family's life, and is being broken off the community around me Galatians chapter 3 amen I'm just getting warmed up this is just my introduction Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 from the New King James Version 
says this. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Just bow your heads with me really quickly. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me to teach and preach your word, Lord, and I pray that your word would go out and do exactly uh, what, it, uh, what it is called to do, Lord. You're, in the Bible, it says the word is like a hammer, Lord. So I pray that, that, that the hammer would go forth today and it would break any strongholds. It would break any negative mind states. It would break any uh, demonic attacks off anybody in here, Lord. And we would know that we are raised to resurrected life with you. Lord, so I pray for a spirit of revelation. Lord, and I pray that you would just fill me with your Holy Spirit in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week we talked about Abraham being called. Called from his family, called from his country to go to a land that God would show him. He was called simply on a promise. He didn't know where he was going. He, didn't, he couldn't Google it first. Well, let me see where I'm going first. Let me get on Google and look it up. He couldn't map quest to see how far it would be. He didn't know how much an Airbnb would be when he got to Canaan. He didn't know any of that. All he had was a promise. He had a word from God. God spoke to him and said, I, I have a place for you. And if you will listen to me and you will leave and follow me, then I will bless you. I will make you a blessing to the world around you. And anybody who curses you, I will curse. And anyone who blesses you, I will bless. It's an amazing promise that we see that was, that was given to, to Abraham, but, but he still had to trust that God would do what he said he would do. He couldn't see where, where God was taking him. He didn't have the next 25 or 30 years mapped out. He didn't have a, a five-year plan. All he had was come and follow me. Again, the, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And the problem with walking by faith faith and not by sight is that most of us have this thing in us that we want certainty in our life we want to know how exactly it's going to turn out we have this need in us for security we have a need for certainty and we're like okay like god if i if i if i follow you if I, if I go with you, if I do this, I need to know that I'm going to be all right. And I need to know that this is going to be taken care of. And I need to know that that is going to be taken care of. But how many of you know that faith doesn't really look like that? It's just come and follow me. But, but I want us to understand that no matter what God calls us to, whether he calls us to a, a new ministry position, whether he calls us to a, a new job, whether he, he calls us to start a business or, or even to uh, get, get married, you have to understand that there's probably going to be some problems. There's probably going to be 
some setbacks, but you need to believe that if God called you that the blessing of the Lord that is on your life is going to be big enough to overcome any type of issue that you're going to face. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And Jesus said in John 16, he said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. And I just want to ask you, when I say that scripture, where does your mind gravitate towards? There, <laughs> there you go. But like, but I think like with most people, what I hear is, well, you know, Jesus said we're going to have tribulation. Most people gravitate towards that. You know what? In this world, I will have tribulation. Well, you know that, you know, we, we, we follow Jesus. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have problems. But, but the actual emphasis in that scripture is that although we will have tribulation because Christ overcame the world because we have the same spirit inside of us that raised Jesus from the dead because he overcame we will overcome as well it was meant to be an encouragement it wasn't meant so we can be stuck and be like oh man I'm gonna have tribulation no you will have tribulation but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world you got to train your brain instead of seeing the problem to begin to see the victory you got to train your brain to, to think with faith, to, to focus on the positive, to, to see the victory, to see the blessing of God working for you in every aspect of your life, to begin to, to have an attitude that I can do all things through Christ, to be able to look out into the promised land and say, you know what, there may be giants out in the land, but I am well able to take the land. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I remember when I became pastor of this church. On paper, if you looked at this church, there's nothing that said that this church would be a success. Nothing at all. We, we had got these buildings. If you look around and you see peeling paint now, they were ten times worse when I took over the church. We had... Under, if, if we had 30 people in church, it was a good Sunday. We had about a quarter million dollars in debt. There was no money in the bank. I didn't have any formal ministry training. I worked a full-time job at the post office, and I wasn't going to be able to quit that job anytime soon because there wasn't any money for me to be able to pay my bills or help my daughter with college or anything like that. So I had to work my job while I pastored the church and I used to walk around when I worked at the post office listening to leadership conferences and listening to theology classes in my headphones in a, my little mp3 player then I had my iPod shuffle and I had all that all through all the things before you could just listen to stuff on your phone and 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 honestly when I started off it didn't really look too good we were at the men's breakfast yesterday and uh, Johnny Vasquez was there and, and we were talking about like when did you come to the church and Johnny said he had came in in 2013 and he talked about you know our worship team 
you know, we, we enjoy a high level of worship here. I'm so thankful for all the people that are here. But, but at that point, we had a CD player that would play CDs and we'd put the words up on the wall. That was the worship team. And that was, and that was, and that was all we had. And we didn't have much. We, we, we didn't have, I, I didn't have a good start. We, we started, you know, kind of behind the eight ball. But, but, but my Bible says that, that when he calls a man, he might call him alone, but he puts a blessing on his life. And there was this guy by the name of Abraham. And, and because I am in the seed of Abraham, I'm I'm cut from the same rock. And, and even though God called me alone, he called Abraham alone. And, and it says that he called Abraham alone and he blessed and he increased him. And it, although it looked in the natural like I didn't have much, God began to send people into my life. And he began to send gifts in my life. And he began to send provision and mentors and everything I needed in my life. And I can truly look, at, look back at that time and say God has done great things in my life and I can say as a church that we are on our way to having the best year that we ever had. Somebody say I'm blessed. <laughs> Has it always been easy? No, it hasn't been easy. There's times where I had to shed some tears because I didn't think I was going to make it. There's been some challenges along the way. Not everything I tried worked out. I've made some big mistakes along the way. I've had people make fun of me and, and mock me. I had people betray me. I've, I've poured my life into people to build them up from a broken place. And when they get built up, they, they, they leave. I'd ha I've had even witches in the neighborhood try to place curses, build altars around the church, put dead birds, come into our youth group. But how many of you know that you can't curse what God calls blessed? So no matter what's came against me, the blessing on my life has been able to overcome every challenge. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for Christ has overcome the world. And the Christ in you will overcome any challenges that you may face when you walk with the Lord. Let's get back to, to Abraham, and I, and I want you to, to, to look. We're going to go in the beginning when, when Abraham started his journey. We're going to be in, in Genesis chapter 13. We were in Genesis chapter 12 last week. We're going to start in Genesis 13. And, and Abraham's about to have some family problems. Anybody in here ever have some family problems? If you're sitting next to them, don't raise your hand. Amen. That's, that's all right. Anybody have some issues in your family? All right. Like I said, if you're sitting right next to them, don't raise your hands up. You know, you don't want them get mad at you on the way home. But Abraham's about to have some, some family problems. And we're going to see what happens. We're going to read the, the entire chapter. It's only, I think, about 15 verses. And, and, and God wants us to dig one powerful principle out of this. And if you get this, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. 
Let's go ahead and let's begin Genesis 13, verse 1. Now, I want to just get this name thing out of the way. When God called him, he called him as Abram. But God changes his name to Abraham. So when I say Abraham and Abram, like it, it's the same guy. So don't be confused. And there's a reason why God changed his name. Um, so let's go ahead and let's read it together. 13 verse 1. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Now Lot was, was Abraham's nephew. And if you remember when we read the scripture in Genesis 12, what did God say? Get away from your house, get away from your family, and go to a place that I will show you. But, but he took his nephew, Lot, with him. And that just goes to show you that God is bigger than your mistakes. Amen? If you think that you messed up God's plan for your life, I want to tell you that you're not that powerful. Okay? Amen. Some of you guys are going to get that on the way home. It's just like, right over your head. Genesis 13, 2. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, and now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Peruzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham is blessed in, in such a mighty way that he's rich in, in silver, he's rich in gold, he's rich in, in livestock, and because Lot was connected to Abraham, he's also being blessed too, right? It's the, the blessing is flowing uh, in Abraham's life, it's flowing to Lot and everyone uh, around him, but the land that they were dwelling in, they were so blessed that it became too small. And their workers started fighting with each other. And I think, my two cents, is the right thing for Lot to do would be to tell his workers, you know what, you better just listen to Abraham's workers because the blessing is on his life and his call. And everything that we have is because the blessing is on his life. And we're just invited to be a part of it. But that's not the way it worked out. And many times people don't want to be a part of your success. They, they want to do their own thing. They want to have their, their, their own name, but they don't realize that they're walking away from the blessing. I'm just going to leave that alone. Verse 8, it says, Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, I'll go right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. So Abraham's like, you know what? We don't need to fight. I'll give you your choice of wherever you want to go. And there's a reason why he gave him that choice. Verse 10, 
Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. So if you notice, what happens is they start fighting, and Abram's like, you know what, we don't have to fight. You pick. You pick where you want to go. So Lot looks out, and he's like, well, I'm going to pick the best for me. I'm going to pick the place that looks the best, that looks, the, you know, the most well-watered, that, that it's already developed, and, and I'm going to give my uncle the, the crappy land. I'm going to take, the, I'm gonna take the, the good spot. But, see, Abraham didn't care because you got to understand it wasn't about what was the best land. It was about having the blessing of the Lord on his life. What, what, what was going to make him successful... It wasn't, it wasn't going to be where they landed up, how it looked, what looked the best, the best resources. It was going to be because he had the blessing of the Lord that was flowing into his life, that that blessing was so strong that even if he walked into a cursed land, like Canaan was a cursed land, but even if he walked into a cursed land, he had the blessing of the Lord in his life and he could walk into a cursed place and make it into a blessing. And you and I can do that as well. God can send you into a cursed place, but the blessing on your life should flow in such a way that that blessing flows everywhere around you. And it takes a place from being in a curse to being in a blessing. That's why Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. We should be so full of the Holy Spirit and power that when we go in a room, there's rivers of living water that flow to dead things and make them alive. That's what the blessing of the Lord is all about. So Abraham's like, go ahead. Take the best of everything. Because he had the blessing of God on his life and he knew that God would continue to bless and prosper him. Do you know that God is your source? Amen. God, your, your job may, may be paying your, your bills and, and God can use a million different ways to bless you. But ultimately, God is your source. And as long as you see God as your source, nothing bad will ever be able to happen to you. You're always going to be provided for. David says, I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging for bread. That's the blessing of the Lord on his life and you know you got to understand that in life everything that glitters is not gold just because it looks good just because it sounds good how many of you know that the devil comes like an angel of light we think that the devil's going to come to us with like fangs and smelly with a pitchfork like ah it says the 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 devil comes like an angel of light. We would never get caught up in the, in the devil's schemes if, if, if it was that obvious. And so Lot sees 
this beautiful land, and he says, I want to be part of it. But guess what? He ended up being part of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know how that turned out, right? You know, like fire and brimstone coming from the sky, like melting the entire town. Like that's where he went. So just because something looks good doesn't mean it is good. And we need to be spiritually discerning. Verse 14. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent, and he went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there for the Lord. And I said all that to simply say this. What I'm trying to say through this whole thing, it really doesn't matter what, what happens in your life. What matters is that you have the blessing of the Lord on your life. If you have the blessing of the Lord on your life, you will always end up on top. You may get knocked down, but the blessing of the Lord will always pick you back up. Amen? Because I, I, I might have gotten knocked down, and it may look like I'm out, but I promise you, I'm just resting and getting my strength back so that I can get up to my feet and get back into the fight and throw another punch. There might be people that, that, that try to bury me, but somebody should have told them that I'm a seed. I'm the, I'm the seed of Abraham, and, and I might get covered in some dirt, but I can promise you that there's something that's getting ready to spring out of me. People might have walked out on my life and, and, and left me by myself but my destiny is not tied down to someone who walked out of my life my destiny is tied to the blessing of the Lord and I can tell you I'm not chasing after blessings blessings are chasing after me Jesus said that if I put the kingdom first that all that I need will be added to me come on he said he said that you'll be blessed in the city that you'll be blessed in the country, that my kids will be blessed, that I'll be blessed coming in and I'll be blessed going out. And if the enemy comes at me one way, he's going to leave seven because it's never been about who is against me. It's all about who is for me. And my Bible says that if God be for me, then who can stand against me? I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord this morning. There's a story about King David where he left with his men and, and they went out and when he came back every single thing was gone. Everything was gone. Houses were burnt down to the ground. All their possessions that they left were gone. Even their, their wives were gone, their daughters were gone, their, their children are gone and they walk back to this and it must have been totally devastating. It says that these strong mighty men were, were sitting there weeping and crying and 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 his armies even lost confidence in him 
But what did he do when it seemed like everything was lost? When he seemed like he, he, he had nothing? It says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That, that, that he began seeking God and God said, if you pursue. So he had to get up and he had to not sit around and feel bad for himself. He had to go and, and, and he had to pursue. And God said, if you pursue, then you will recover all. And that's exactly what he did. And not only did they recover it all, they got a bunch of extra stuff that was the enemies as well so they ended up not just restored but they ended up with even more than they started with he could have gave up and said you know what this is too much I i've been serving the lord and now i've been running from from saul and and i'm supposed to be a king i got this call in my life and and now everything is gone but 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 see you got to understand that when the blessing is on your life every setback will turn into a comeback This is what the blessing of the Lord is all about. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because Christ has overcome the world. He put something in your life that can overcome every problem that you will ever have. He put power in you. He put his strength, he put his name he put his spirit inside of you. He put his blessing on you. It says that the blessing of Abraham came upon the Gentiles in Christ. That that same blessing that was on Abraham's life is on your life and is on my life. And you can't let the little things in life get you discouraged. And you can't give up. You got to just get up and you got to keep walking forward. You got to just keep moving forward and and keep following God and if you get knocked down you got to keep following God and, and and if you mess up then guess what you got to keep following God and and if your spouse walks out on you you got to keep following God and if your kids start going crazy on you you got to keep following God and if you go to work and you get fired you got to keep following God and if they come and repo your car you got to keep following God because there's a blessing on your life that will bring back everything that the enemy stolen from you. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. If you receive it, shout amen. Worship team, if you want to make your way forward, no matter what, you just keep following the Lord. You just keep following the Lord. You look at the early church, you look at that church in the book of Acts, they were a different breed, and we've got to be of that same breed. It says when Paul and Silas were arrested, they had their backs beat open with a cane. They were whipped, they were beaten, and they were sitting in prison. And they didn't sit there and be like, well, you know, we were, we were serving the Lord, and you know, this isn't fair, and now we're in prison, and we're supposed to be blessed, and... You know, my back's beat open. It says that they were down there, that they were singing praises to the Lord. They were giving thanks to the Lord, that, that, that they were worthy enough to suffer for the cause of Christ. And they just began praising him, even though they were beaten, even though they were in chains, even though they were tired. And it says that that whole prison cell started to shake, that their chains began to fall off. And then even the people that put them in jail got saved. Amen? 
that's the determination that you, use, that, that you need to have, that, that every time something goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. It's not that God has forsaken you. It's not that your dreams are going to be crushed forever. It's just God's opportunity to get some glory. And we got to learn, like David did, to encourage ourselves in the Lord. To say, you know what, I am a child of the Most High God. Amen. There's no man, there's no devil, there's, there's nothing that's going to defeat me. Because I got God on my side. And God never loses. Amen. 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 Before we close and worship, I want to give you that opportunity. I, I mentioned in the beginning of the service that you're either blessed or you're cursed. Sin brings a curse into the world. Sin brought a curse onto us. Sin separates us from God. And the wages of sin, in other words, what we earn from our sin is death, eternal death, separation from God. And there's nothing that we could do to pay that sin debt back. You can't get a mortgage for it. You can't earn enough money to pay it back. There's only one thing that could pay it back, and that is the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that could pay for that sin debt. So Jesus stepped down from heaven, became a man, lived amongst sinners, and he was tempted in all ways like we were, but without sin. And when it was his time, he gave up his life on that cross, dying for our sins in our place. When you say yes to Jesus, your sins are washed away, they're cast from the east to the west, you're born again into the new family of God, and instead of generational curses, you're going to be passing down generational blessings for a thousand generations or until our Lord comes back. Amen? That's the gospel. That's the good news of the kingdom. And if you're here today, I, if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you that opportunity today that this could be your day of salvation. We've all had that day where we said, yes, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm laying down my sin. I'm laying down my shame. I'm laying down these heavy burdens. I can't carry them alone. I'm, I'm putting them on Jesus. I'm giving them to the cross, and I'm going to pick up new life. I'll pick up resurrected life. If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, I'm just going to ask you to stick a hand up. Anybody here today, I don't want to close this service without giving you that opportunity to accept Jesus. Anybody here? Amen. If we could all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what you're facing today, but I hope you feel a little bit different. Hope you feel like that, that, that the impossible is possible. With God, all things are possible. We can have this tendency to be facing a problem, and those problems get so big, they, they seem like a mountain. But if we have faith, and we speak to that mountain, 
those mountains will begin to move. There's a blessing on your life. There's a blessing on your life that can move every mountain. When that blessing is on your life, guess what? Even though it looks like a bad chapter now, God can flip that page. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. And he can write an ending to your life that is exceedingly greater than you could ever dream of or imagine. That is the kind of God we serve. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I trust in God. Can we sing it to, together today? Amen. Blessed
I trust in God because I saw what God can do. You know, when we talk about that, that in life sometimes we take some shots, this guy back here took an actual shot to the face three years ago. And you know what he did? He never missed a Sunday. Toughest worship leader in the world. He's up there worshiping with a neck brace, leading us in worship. Even though the doctor said that he would never sing again, that he would never hold his child again, that he would never play football again, he said, no, I'm not believing that report. I'm believing this report. I'm believing the promises of God. That's what God can do for you. I'm proud of you, Craig. I'm proud of you, Craig. I'm proud of you.